0: So as a pediatrician, I'm always especially very proud of youth and teens who are inspiring courage, leadership, and dynamic change for our collective communities. My next guest, Aditya Mukherjee, is doing this every day as an environmentalist and climate activist from Gurgao near New Delhi. He's a 16-year-old who's made it his quest to help eliminate single-use plastics, raising awareness and taking action. He started with a modest goal to eliminate the use of 50,000 plastic straws. But in the last few years, by persuading commercial establishments to go plastic-free, he's managed to actually avert the use of more than 28 million single-use plastic objects. Aditya's environmental leadership and activism have been recognized by the UN, and he was selected by Action for Nature as a 2020 International Young Eco Hero. I caught up with him recently for a conversation and I asked him about how his childhood experiences developed a consciousness of environmental awareness.
1: So as a child, my parents always taught me how to live sustainable lifestyle, more sustainable than my entire generation, not to buy too many things if you already have something. So that, uh, that way, and it really st- uh, started when uh, air pollution, when I uh, became around six or seven years old and I could realize the problem of air pollution. Because Delhi and has severe air pollution problems in during this Diwali time, so that's when I first got to know about pollution, air pollution only, and then around the age of fourteen, uh, like every young individual, I was curious to know more about the world and started to research about the different types of air pollu- different types of pollution and climate change in general and. This is when I came across a rather disturbing video of a a vet trying to extract a plastic straw out of a turtle's nose. Mm. Now the painful cry and the blood from the turtle's nose truly moved me and made me think as to how I can try and protect my environment and the beautiful biodiversity of our planet. Then I started talking to my mentor, Ms. Bharti Chaturvedi of Chintan, who started telling me hair-raising stories about the plight of waste pickers and how her NGO is working to uplift their quality of living and for proper waste management systems in Delhi. And this is when I was inspired to try and tackle the problem of plastic waste pollution at its source and i started my crusade against single use plastics uh, from uh, to eliminate them from the hospitality industry
0: so inspiring to even hear that uh, as a 6 7 year old you were aware of this and and thinking about this do you think that um, many around you are Uh, aware of it? And for that matter, does it take a slightly different pathway or a little bit different thinking to go from being aware of something to actually doing something about it?
1: So I'd say that the youth uh, in India are highly aware, uh, more aware of the problems of climate change, uh, mainly because of uh, our schools who try and inculcate in us that sense of celebrating a green Diwali. It's happened since we are uh, uh, toddlers, and they tell us uh, not uh, not toddlers exactly, but uh, in in junior school they tell us, okay, do you not, suppose agree to the worry not to burst crackers. They tell us about plastics, little bit, whatever we can understand about uh, tigers and lions and how they are endangered. So we have that basic knowledge about what is uh, wildlife conservation and all of that. And then uh, today's youth are always on the internet, so. And the internet has flooded with various articles regarding climate change. We, the Today uh, youth are more aware of their surroundings and we can actually see the effects of climate change mm. and uh, happening around us, whether it's illegal dumping of garbage, whether it's air pollution, groundwater pollution because uh, Delhi NCR is going to has run out of uh, groundwater in certain regions. So all of that, we are aware of those things because it has directly uh, affected us in some form of the or the other. So that is uh, very important regarding today's youth. And this allows a rather easier path to climate activism because we are now fighting for our survival, our future, and yeah. to protect our pl- uh, planet. So that emotional uh, backing in our own personal experiences. Sure, sure with more
0: determination. Well let me ask you this, you mentioned uh, a mentor uh, who was also helping to aid you in this journey. Um, tell me more perhaps about how your parents, your friends, your relatives, perhaps other mentors have been influential in think, helping you think about sustainability and environmental justice.
1: So my parents have always been uh, supportive for whatever I've done, and they've, like I said, they've always taught me to live more sustainably and uh, more environmentally friendly than that particular time in history. Mm. And like it is, waste not, want not. Not to waste food. Yeah. Or or to buy less items if you or if you already have one toy, don't go and buy another. To use that one toy, simple and. This entire climate activism is also about a sense of giving back to society, to say, Mm. what can I do to uh, to protect our shared future? So that has also been inculcated into me by my parents that they, as a child, should take me and make me give my old toys, which are not broken in proper condition, but I was not playing with them, to poor children. So from the happiness of seeing the poor children get new toys which they can play with, again, made me feel, made me feel happy. And also as a child, it was somewhere in the back of my memory that, okay, I need to do something to give back to society.
0: Well, and it sounds like it's a a culture of service and giving and making sure that being content with what you have, and at the same time, sharing what you have and making it sustainable so that it can actually make contributions to others. You mentioned this, inculcation and, and cultural aspect of your upbringing. Um, in the same way, is there a um, you serving in a mentoring role to others for you? What sometimes prevents children or teens from becoming more aware? And what are some of the barriers, especially in a place like Gurgaon or in India, that stops maybe more from becoming this aware or this sensitive to uh, conscious service and sustainability.
1: The barrier, I would say, is made by the youths themselves because they're too afraid to challenge the status quo.
0: Yeah.
1: They are too afraid of having their own opinion because they feel that people will not listen to them. True. So that is not true. If the children have an opinion regarding climate change and they're able to present it with determination, emotion, and a true passion for that uh, viewpoint, then the uh, adults will listen to them. When I started my campaign, there was, I always had this apprehension as to whether people will listen to me because I'm only, I was only a 14 year old uh, child. So, And then within uh, when I used to go to people, they used to, yes, be slightly skeptical. Okay, a child has come. How will he tell us? But, my thing was, I should tell them about the problems. I should not criticize them for doing the wrong thing. I should tell them, what is the problem? What is the solution? And how do you uh, achieve the solution? Hmm. So with this three-pronged thing, they should be more open to listening to me. And uh, what I should, uh, what I never belie- uh, believed was to be afraid or discouraged by other people's achievements. Yeah. I Think that if uh, someone has uh, done something, I should I can't, should not do it because they are doing it. I should say if they can do it, I can also do it because this field needs more work. Yeah, absolutely. Because in climate change, is, is the work is never done till we reach a point that we say there's no turning back onto this dreadful path of climate change. We have till we don't reach that point, the work uh, of climate uh, action is never over.
0: My guest this evening on Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing, is the very inspiring Aditya Mukherjee. After a quick break, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about his quest to end the use of single-use plastics. Stay tuned.
1: This is Raxar. There's history in these veins, five rivers of blood. It's the story of the Black Prince. And you're listening to Ruckus Avenue Radio. Make make, make, make way for the Black Prince.
0: Welcome back to this episode of Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. My guest this evening is Aditya Mukarji. And Aditya, tell us a little bit about your work combating the use of single-use plastics. How did it develop? And what kinds of challenges or successes that you faced in this effort?
1: Well, I initially started, I didn't know how much I needed to eliminate. So I started with a very modest number of 50,000 stores to be eliminated in three months. And like I said, I was apprehensive whether anyone would listen to me and The first hotel that I convinced to go environmentally friendly and give up single use plastics eliminated 250,000 plastic straws. So I beat my target in the first one week, and that's when I slowly started increasing my targets to go further and further. And one end was, yes, happiness that I was able to beat my target, but the other when the reality set in was that this field is so vast, and that there's so much that needs to be done for climate activism that it is truly sad as to how we have neglected nature, we have neglected our planet, and we just selfishly gone about destroying it.
0: Tell me one thing. Um, it sounds like that initial success, of course, breeds more and more success, and uh, it becomes, it generates momentum. Were, were there hotels or markets uh, that actually said no? We were not interested in doing this. And did they did they share why they may be not interested in it?
1: So I won't name uh, anyone, but there is this one ho- uh, hotel chain in uh, they own few hotels and clubs in Delhi, NCR, and they said that we will not listen to your points because you are a child. We have industry experts who will do it for us mm. and uh, in my entire campaign I, used, I make a list of suppliers of and manufacturers uh, single-use pl- uh, plastic alternatives because people say that they don't know where to source the alternatives from and right i don't i'd only already, already given that list to that company so they used my uh, list my points and everything so i was not angry at all i was actually happy that yes they did go out and at least become environmentally friendly. Okay, they didn't give me credit, they didn't want to listen to me, but at least they did something, they did become environmentally friendly. So that was all right. Then this uh, then the multinational corporations said that they're not going to change till there is no government legislation. Till the government doesn't force, us, force them to do it, they will not give up single-use plastics. Mm.
0: Well, and and does that also then generate another pathway for your effort is to say that, well, if you won't listen to me, then let's ensure that you can actually have some extra help from, say, a government institution or a regulatory body. So does the equal effort have to also come from a legislative uh, standpoint or a government standpoint?
1: Of course, uh, the government needs to legislate and ban single-use plastics, prevent uh, deforestation. So there are some laws for various aspects of uh, climate action, but they're not being enforced. We as a youth can only influence uh, this much, but if we don't have government backing, we won't be able to influence all the companies or every individual to change because the individuals or the companies will say, why should we do it if the government doesn't is not even concerned
0: about this. And, and let me ask you, I mean, um, I think that a lot of uh, business oriented leaders or, or, or people might say that, well, this is going to have an economic impact on us. And what do you say to those folks when your uh, ideas and your message are met with that kind of a barrier? Are there great... Economic accelerators by, in fact, eliminating the use of single-use plastics.
1: So, uh, in my campaign, a lot of people, hotels, initially asked me, "Why should we take your pay- uh, buy a paper straw instead of a plastic straw when the paper straw is more expensive?" I said, "Because the aim of this campaign is to not offer a straw at all. If you don't offer a straw, where will your cost come?" I said. You, I said, and I gave them a challenge. said, why don't you try it? Six months. Don't offer your customers a straw and see your costs will come down. I will come back in six months and ask you what happened. I went back after six months to those hotels and they said, uh, Aditya, you were right. Mm-hmm. When we stopped offering straws to our customers, they didn't even ask for it. Yeah. They didn't need it. And our uh, cost for straws has come down uh, as compared to the cost for plastic straws. I said, there you go. In a, uh, uh, a step towards eco-friendly uh, uh, corporations and companies ha- is both environmentally friendly and is economically beneficial to you. And that's the argument I used with other hotels and restaurants I went to, saying that, okay, this is what's already happened. This can happen with you as well.
0: Do, do you think that um, this kind of culture of excess and culture of overuse, as you mentioned, is this something that, you know, hopefully the tide of this is changing, especially with youth behaviors, hopefully adhering to less use and using wisely and purchasing wisely and consuming wisely.
1: Yes, it's now happening with the youth and with adults that they're becoming more sustainable in their approach, not rigid, but it is, on the path, they're down that path of sustainability, and within a, within a few years, they will reach that point where they can say that truly we are environmentally friendly people. Our homes are zero waste. Our lives are say, free of plastics. Uh, we are sustainable. We don't uh, we don't have a use and throw attitude. We are using renewable energy to as far as possible. So in a few years, I can see that that is where the world is headed. And that's something which is needs to be done and needs to be accelerated further because this is an attitude of people living in urban India and certain regions of uh, urban India and the urban world. But we need to reach out to those who are refusing to accept the need for this climate action and actually tell them that this needs to be done, not for you as an adult, but to, for your children, your grandchildren, for their future.
0: Let me ask you this, um, you know, particularly uh, in thinking of other like-minded, passionate individuals. Last year, you were invited to be part of a UN Youth Climate Action Summit. Um, Tell me, what was that experience like, uh, thinking about uh, this with other like-minded individuals, and what kinds of lessons did you learn from others who were doing the same thing?
1: So the entire Youth Climate Summit was rather interesting, the first of its kind, and it showed how youth from around the world can come together, having the same passion and work collectively for the benefit of everyone. So, uh, over there we were discussing uh, youth from around the world were uh, giving solutions for problems in different regions. So, someone from Europe was talking, uh, was giving a solution. Was someone from uh, Australia or the Samoa Island, and someone from Asia for to Americas so, and all of that. So that was a good bonding experience and it allowed us to develop this entire network of like-minded individuals Mm. who we can approach at any time for a solution, for help, for support.
0: Yeah. And, and that must've been incredibly gratifying, particularly to see other sources of inspiration. Uh, My guest this evening is Aditya Mukherjee on Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. After another quick break, we're going to come back and talk a little bit about his pathway going forward and what he's excited about for 2021. Stay tuned.
1: This is Kanika, and you're listening to Ruckus Avenue Radio, the world's largest South Asian radio station.
0: So, thanks for joining us again on Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. I'm Abhayd Arndekar, and I'm joined tonight by Aditya Mukherjee. Aditya, you have had such a uh, inspiring uh, amount of energy and um, real impact uh, on changing the cultural landscape uh, for this environmental justice movement. I wanted to ask you for those youth and teens who may be listening um, to this or their parents and families for that matter, what are some practical ways that children and teens can actually uh, make a difference, whether it comes to their daily lives impacting their own families or their peers, their schools, their cities, their neighborhoods. What are some bits of practical advice that you have for children and
1: youth out there? So first, my practical advice is that never be afraid to challenge the status quo and always aim higher than your target. And like I said, always have an opinion on climate change, because if you have one, people will listen to you. Mm. Then. That don't try and set out to say, I'm going to change the world first. Change uh, your lifestyle. Change the lifestyle of your family and friends. Because you have to start small because every uh, change at the micro level will lead to a larger change at the macro level. So you can start out by living sustainably. Then, uh, uh, change your use and throw attitude. Don't buy impulsively buy 10 uh, uh, articles of clothing when you don't need them. Hmm. do uh refuse this uh, plastic store refuse single-use plastic items when you go to a takeaway or you go to a restaurant you don't need it you can eat with a normal uh, cutlery or crockery you can, uh, or you can if you're taking a takeaway bring it home put it on a plate and eat it or eat it with your hands if it is but don't use single-use plastic items
0: you know you mentioned uh having the courage and and trust in yourself and confidence for that matter to in fact not uh, allow for the acceptance of the status quo and in some ways for those teens or youth who may have uh, some struggle with that and building in building that confidence or trust is it helpful to have a pair or a, a group or a classroom who can actually do this all together is that is there some strength in in numbers to help generate the momentum for this
1: of course, uh, like it's always said, strength lies in unity. So if there's a larger number going out, it is beneficial because if it's a large group, you influence a larger number of people in a shorter span of time. And if we are doing it in a pair, if I trip up, my friend who is with me will pick up from that point and carry on. So if both of us know have a equal, same passion for uh, in the environment, then it is beneficial if we work together because... We'll be able to deliver greater, we'll be able to influence the person to a greater extent.
0: I wanted to ask you uh, one other thing. Uh, What are some of the uh, initiatives or movements that now you're working on in uh, the next coming weeks and months to help generate even more excitement and and, uh, momentum in this environmental justice movement?
1: So it is... Uh, because of COVID nineteen, I can't really go out and do face to face activism with hotels, restaurants, and individuals because of health reasons, uh, because for the uh, health of the community to keep everyone safe. But now I have uh, evolved to not, but while still having the other streams, evolved to influencing uh, people via telephone or by uh, telephone, having communication with uh, them uh, to try and convince them to give up single use. Plastics uh, involve other youth to do the same. So for uh, Earth Day, I had done, uh, 50-50, I had done this campaign where I influenced over 100 people to give up three single-use plastic items. Then as uh, head of environment for my school, and secretary of environment, I led a campaign with the students of my uh, school uh, to wherein about 50 children joined and they uh, approximately influence about 200 2500 people to give up single and uh, give up three single use plastic items so now that will be uh, in that same campaign is going to be now for upcycling then waste management and all of that because youths need to, uh, more youths need to be brought into this and that's what i'm trying to do is to make a Uh, generation or community of
0: youth change makers. Aditya, we only have a few moments left, but uh, I wanted to ask you, particularly as someone who's generated so much momentum and energy behind this, for the coming months and years ahead, what are you most optimistic about when it comes to environmental justice, not just in India, but um, in the world community?
1: Well, the, uh, how we have currently been going up till 2020 has left me very pessimistic to say that, yes, it is a very difficult slope up. But this 2020 has shown us that if we just let nature be, it will heal itself. So, in March when the uh, and April, when there was a severe lockdown across the world, we saw how nature rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. Uh, dolphins came back into the uh, uh, canals of Venice. Then, uh, the river Yamuna, which flows through uh, Delhi, is severely polluted. Per- 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 the water was blue after uh, over a century. The water became blue. Our skies were blue and clean. That is like we've never seen that in Delhi. A clean, uh, blue skies n- never been seen. So, right. Uh, what happened? There were animals who came onto the roads because it was they could finally move around freely. This is. The marvelous effect if we just allow nature to heal itself has shown that how nature can actually heal itself quickly and the governments around the world have come together to fight the pandemic because they're seeing immediate loss of lives. Why can't we, the uh, individuals, governments and corporates, unite to fight uh, climate change as a pandemic because if this is not addressed... It, uh, this threat will lead to the death of human civilization and it has increased the speed of the Holocene extinction by an unprecedented rate. And we need to take change now. So this is optimism that the people, I think, are now realizing that we need to do more to save our environment and they're becoming more socially, re- individual, adopting individual social responsibility.
0: Well, Aditya, I think... Hearing this um, and seeing your actions are both inspiring and making great change. Hopefully, this will generate lots of momentum to even inspire many, many more to do and follow in your footsteps. So we're so grateful for you to join us this evening. Thank you so much. And we wish you nothing but the best of success. Thank you. You can learn more about Aditya, Ami, and all of our guests by visiting AbhayDhandekar.com. See you next time on Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. This is Dibs Bamra and you are listening to the amazing Ruckus Avenue Radio.